0: In this era of social media perfection, we often are better able to see curated accounts of success, but very rarely, if ever, get to hear about the grit, challenges, and moments of clarity it took to achieve that success. Do you have really big dreams, but sometimes feel stuck or overwhelmed? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Treasure Hunters. This is the podcast for people forging new paths who also need a little inspiration and truth from people who have walked the walk. I'm Lauren McKnight. I'm an artist, creative, and fellow seeker. Now, I've already lived multiple lives at this point, and along the way, I've been extraordinarily blessed to meet some very interesting and inspiring people. Every week, I get to sit down and chat with my fellow seekers while they share pieces of their very unorthodox journeys. They drop practical gems and give us pearls of wisdom that we can use along the way. This is Treasure Hunters. Welcome back, fellow seekers, for another week. Of treasure hunting. Um, I'm your host Laura McKnight and of course I have another guest that I'm completely enamored with <laughs> with us this week. Very good friend of mine, supreme being in the food and hotel or not hotel, food industry, restaurant industry, PR world, superwoman and the epitome of wonderlust. My dear friend, Dara
1: Hurst. <laughs> very accurate. I would say food and <laughs> beverage, but otherwise, it's pretty spot on. <laughs> food
0: and beverage. Food and
1: beverage. All right. <laughs> now, Dara, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm very honored to be your guest. Oh, anytime, girl. My crazy world is yours.
0: <laughs> um. So, Dara is. I guess are you your part owner? Co-founder, Co- I say. Co-founder
1: of Cast Iron Communications,
0: And did you do want to share a little bit about what what you guys do and give a little bit more of a glimpse?
1: Sure. Cast Iron Communications is, we, we call it creative communications for all things food and drink. Um, we really specialize in PR services for the food and beverage industry, helping entrepreneurs tell their story, get their story told by media. So we work with businesses, small and large and everything in between um, and help people secure stories and whether that's TV, print, online, radio um, and help really elevate what they're doing on local, regional and national levels. All right. That's so long for all you
0: people,
1: all you people who are in the restaurant. Taking amateur pictures
0: of your Instagram feedable, like food plates. This is definitely the episode for you to hear about how you can make this <laughs> into an actual career um, and some of the things you can look for. So, one of my first questions that I usually ask, and we just like jumped right into it, but I usually ask people at the beginning of the interview, you don't have to answer this right now. You can kind of think about it and circle back once you get towards the end. But I always like to ask if you were to meet your younger self, whatever version of your younger self pops into your mind when I say that, who (laughs) or what would she say she wanted to be when she grew up?
1: I wanted to be, well, like way, for a long time, I really wanted to be an Olympic athlete. (laughs) Um, And then I wanted to be an astronaut, but I'm not good at math or science. So what I really wanted to be for a long time was a chef. Um, and I just fell in love with the whole food world and cooking. I actually went, (laughs) there's like big gaps in my knowledge about history and chemistry because I went to a high school for cooking for part of the day and missed a lot of those classes. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then I thought I was going to go on to culinary school instead of college, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, so Staying in the world of communications and PR, and I always loved writing, which is a big part of what I do now. Um, Let me, you know, have that niche focus in food without being in the kitchen, which is probably a better decision for lifestyle reasons, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And cooking is kind of still a hobby. Um, But yeah, I think. Gosh! Can I like? She says cooking
0: is kind of a hobby. Like she's not like the most amazing cook in our (laughs) circle of friends. Like, uh, I just I feel like can she make (laughs) me?
1: And I like to make other people happy by cooking. So
0: we're always happy. (laughs) I always feel loved and nourished, and I miss your food, sis. So (laughs) I miss you. Oh, I miss you too one of these
1: days one of these days we can cook together
0: I have so many questions for you (laughs) (laughs) I I consider myself like an amateur like wannabe and Dara knows so much so I don't know about that Uh, you do so what? it's so funny you know obviously we met pre-living in New York college years um but when we were living together and you were in New York um I just remember you doing a lot of dinner events and things of that nature. I can't remember the name of the company. You can, you can jog my memory. Yes. But um, talk to me a little bit about the early stages of your career.
1: Yeah. I wanted, I wanted all the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted experience in marketing, event planning, PR, like you name it, like to, to make myself like really well-rounded in that whole world. So Mm -hmm. my first job was at a food PR company, very similar to the one I run now, except there were many more employees than I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that was kind of where I learned like, oh, I could do, I can combine these interests of mine. And then from there I did, I, I worked with a very entrepreneurial small business owner it was called the supper club and it was yes! a private members club it was I'm like, like Thank you think you remind me <laughs> <laughs> it was like think influencers before influencers were a thing and so I did all the event planning mm-hmm. and got um <laughs> they were I don't know they didn't have a great membership model at the time so I figured out how to get stuff sponsored working with sponsors and integrating those sponsors into the events and I was planning like something crazy, like four to five events every month. There was pretty much like one a week. And so that was really good fun until 2008 happened. And Mm. sponsorship dollars are always like the first thing to get pulled in a hard time. That makes Um, sense. But then I I bounced around from like a smaller restaurant group doing marketing for their three concepts. And I landed at a larger restaurant group had global concepts all over the world um and doing marketing and somewhat more of like a corporate setting there and uh yeah I think I think if I had stayed in New York I probably would have like pursued like marketing director as like a next title job mm-hmm. um but I met my love. <laughs> Classic girl follows boy story. Um,
0: um, okay, but like girl follows boy to Australia.
1: Yes. <laughs> um <So laughs> my now husband, because it did all work out, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> um is was in the Navy at the time. And so yeah. he was posted down in Australia and we took a big leap and and made it work down there. And then while I was working down there, I worked for an independent restaurant doing their like in-house events and marketing. So much smaller scale from, from where I was before that, but I was really, I mean, I was there to fall in love and work kind of took a (laughs) backseat.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, and I know this to be very true about you, like you are, you like to travel, you like to get around and do things. How much have, how much has your travel influenced how you cook and the things that you like to do in your events? Like how much yeah. of that has influenced what you're doing now? I, I, I would imagine a great deal in some cases.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I I feel like right now I'm really deep and narrow in PR rather than mm-hmm. kind of what I was doing before. Um, but I'm always gathering inspiration from the places that we go. I have a lot of, a lot of my clients come to me at that concept stage still where they're looking for ideas. And I feel like, you know, just pulling inspiration from all over the planet is a big part of that. And I'm always looking like, what does that typeface look like? What is that? (laughs) What, what decor do they have? What is Mm -hmm you know, is there a unique ordering system that this restaurant's using? Um, what's like the up and coming trend in the cocktail scene? And I, I can <laughs> confidently write off meals because I genuinely feel like it is research for my job. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah, I always wondered, like, you know, you,
0: you're reviewing menus, you're figuring out what should go here, there and the other. And it's just just knowing how like, again, you like to travel, how much of a foodie you
1: are, I could imagine that's got to be the biggest perk (laughs) of what you do. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Like, (laughs) um, you know, we're not saving lives. It's sometimes I struggle with, you know, is there meaning in my (laughs) work? Um, because I feel like I could be doing so much more good, but then I think, okay, I am helping these small businesses, build their profiles and grow. And maybe that's my act of service. Yeah. I always,
0: it's my thought that, you know, we, we live in a capital society. It is what it is. A lot of us are doing what we need to do to survive. But the very fact that in your soul, you're like, how can I be doing more? Where could I be doing more or better? Good. Tells me that you're on the search for it, the seeds planted. And so, the thing will present itself and it'll be very unique to what you're doing, but your opportunity is on the way. That's yeah. just how I look at it. Like the fact and, that you're aware and in some, you're like, I know in some small way I'm doing this, <laughs> but like there, there's more in there always.
1: Yes. I have done a lot of pro bono work like through or giving nonprofits, you know, plugs for various things that they're working on. So I feel Like, at least I can help out and give back professionally somehow. (laughs) Of course, of course. So when you returned to the
0: States from being in Australia, and not only did you return to the States, you came to the coldest place you could possibly think of, Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) And this, of course, is where Cast Iron was born. But can you tell me a little bit about what that, re uh reintroduction to being stateside and kind of tiptoeing back into you know the industry looked like for you so I think a lot of people are like I can't I can't leave I can't do this you know I'm on a trajectory yeah and you did it which to me is like the most impressive thing and you did it in your own way so can you just tell me a little bit about what coming back looked like for you
1: um so I actually we even got like further removed from work for a while because we took about a year off of life when we came back to the states um and kind of traveled a little bit and uh just kind of had andy really wanted a big break after leaving the navy so that was yes like his hurrah um that
0: was as, as he should my goodness
1: but, but it was also like oh my gosh how am I ever gonna rebound from this how am I mm-hmm. gonna get back on my feet I've been gone for a few years now and how does this work and so I'd always wanted to work for myself but um that's ballsy and Andy was about to start grad school we had taken this time off we were like not mm-hmm. flush with cash <laughs> <laughs> so I was like why don't I start a business <laughs> and that folks is the American dream <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so we let's see I was looking for a job in Min- Min- Minneapolis like just the salaries were garbage they were just not good there was not a lot in the world like the food scene was basically General Mills like do you want to go work for General Mills or Kemps and Um, I didn't, (laughs) I'm just not that corporate. Um, and, and so I started to make a list of, um, of people in the restaurant scene. And I feel like, I feel like this restaurant scene in Minneapolis now is vibrant and alive. And I felt like in 2016, it was like just on the cusp of coming alive. Um, and so I started to figure out who are the players in the field Who owns what? um, And just having conversations like, hey, maybe I could freelance for you. Well, one of those conversations led to a woman who said, hang on, do you know this other girl? Uh, Her name's Kelsey. And I said, no, I don't know her. Well, she just came, she just moved here from San Francisco and she just came to me with a very similar proposal. Why don't you girls go have a coffee and come back to me? Together. <laughs> so, so we you that. got match made by a potential <laughs> client
0: who's right. you're now co founder.
1: Yeah, that's work. Right. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know her at all. And um, we went for a coffee. We chatted for like three hours. And I said, well, you know, I guess we could go in together on this, you know, on this one client. And then that kind of spiraled into should we make a website? Should we register a business? What should we call a business? It all just happened. Very, very quickly, um, and we kind of did like the lemonade stand math. Like, okay, how much do we need to charge to make what per year, and how many clients would that be, and could we just figure this out together? Um, and that's when I strapped into the biggest roller coaster. <laughs> 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 uh, there. I mean, talk. I mean, on a personal note,
0: just really really break that down so you first took a giant leap went to australia fell in love did your thing um which is very ballsy. not very many people would even consider doing that even if they knew it was somebody that they were vaguely interested in But you you knew and then you come back and you're in a place that you don't really know right couldn't again couldn't be further from different from where we grew up and what we know and what's familiar and kind of did did your market research in a very brilliant way just like very scrappy now that's where we're from super scrappy super (laughs) scrappy and and now here you are so if you could tell me yeah that was on a personal note how did you manage just the emotion the emotions about all, all of that oh, it is it's terrifying and it's <laughs> it's nerve like it's nerve inducing there are a lot of people who would never even take the step because they're whatever they're saying in their minds might be logically yeah that's true it's it's scary and it's a risk and da da how do you how do you walk yourself away from that edge and keep going just in general it doesn't even have to be in the chronological order that i yeah. just listed but i just i find that that is in a quality in you that I very much admire and it's rare. So <laughs> thanks. Tell I me think- how you talk to yourself and get yourself through these things.
1: Lots of ups and downs, like high highs, low lows. I questioned it for, I like didn't believe it was a real thing for at least a year. I would say I thought like, I was still like looking for jobs. I went on a few interviews. I thought, you know, there's there's so much doubt. I mean, anyone who tells you there isn't is lying or has like a big safety net. <laughs> or they're on lithium. <laughs> um, but yeah, there there are still very very big ups and downs. I felt like right before, should I call it the panorama? <laughs> you saw my list yesterday. I have a whole <laughs> list of things. I'm calling it instead of right it's before. Supposed to be called the year that will not be named <laughs> happen, I was like, oh, man, we are in a good place. Like, I feel so stable. We have some really stable clients. Shit is good. Life is good. And uh, then, you know, the universe life, like, said hold my beard, girl. <laughs> keep you on your toes. So I, you got I guess like, by the universe. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think it's like can you ride the wave is like mm-hmm. um not for the faint of heart. Do you have yeah. a good sounding board who's happy to hear your ups and downs? <laughs> yeah. Um I think it's a pure roller coaster ride. Um and I think like you find your different thrills, right? Like I I found like Winning a client would feel like such a huge win. Like that feeling kind of kept me going, Um, or getting like a great placement for my client where they were so appreciative would be like, okay, I can keep, I can keep doing this. Um, But I think it's hard. Yeah, (laughs) just to be honest, it's hard. It it is being a business owner under quote normal circumstances
0: hard, Um, and so given what happened, just. you know, so many businesses in your industry during the Peppa Pig, see, didn't say the (laughs) word. How were you and Kelsey able to pivot your business model, your, your service um, to kind of cater to where we were and kind of still are like, how are, how are you pivoting your services and what you're doing um, now, given that we're kind of in this new age of Existence for just it
1: seems for just a little bit longer right yes I mean I think it's I like cringe so I won't say the new normal but I I do think it's here to stay I think Mm -hmm. like there will always be new variants coming out and Mm -hmm. I think we will just live with this kind of like the flu yeah yes yeah (laughs) so um yeah so Immediately when it hit, our fear was that all of our clients would just evaporate. Um, And a few did. And a few said, well, actually, I feel like I'd like to keep you on. Can we reduce our fee? Mm -hmm. And a few just kind of stuck around. And I think, um, you know, we we made those concessions where we had to. But we also took on new clients during it. We found that people still wanted publicity when they were reopening their doors or when their businesses were pivoting, when they launched takeout kits, meal kits, or takeaway cocktails, or opened an online shop instead. Like, I felt like, okay, Okay. our People, our clients are doing creative things. There's still stories to be told. There's stories to be told about like, you know, positioning a restaurant owner as a thought leader and saying how they're dealing with it and, and keeping people thinking about, you know, I felt like so many people were discovering things in their house, right? Baking bread or mm-hmm. making cooking that they never did before. And there were still- By people, Dara means me. Um, (laughs) and everyone right like everyone there was there was this whole other need where yeah maybe people weren't going into your restaurant Mm -hmm. um but they still wanted to watch your chef do a cooking demo that they could then copy at home so fortunately we we got creative with like story angles we also saw new concepts pop out of of this um we also fortunately have some amazing booze clients whose products never stop selling. Okay. (laughs) Um, How
0: else were we going to survive?
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh, So I think uh, it's been like, like be flexible. You know, I would say like, um, the thing that we are still always questioning is pricing um, because we are in like a different world now, but, we are still running a business and we still have families to feed. So, um, and we've been really, really, really lucky to have some clients that have just stayed by us the whole time. Um, which I think is maybe a testament to our hard work too. So absolutely. Uh, I think, I think just see, seeing what's on our docket for the coming year, people are still wanting PR. Thank God. people are um if not more than ever because you know maybe their hotel or restaurant has set you know lower occupancy or lower seatings and um than normal and they want to build that awareness um and people are still opening new concepts we have three different people looking for spaces right now (laughs) that's amazing so um all right, Minneapolis. One day at a time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Um, It's just really good insight. You know, everyone's had to pivot how they've moved their businesses, how we work, how we do everything. So it's very interesting to hear that the essence of what you do is still very much needed. And I think in every facet of life, you know, the the art of telling the story, showing the story, emoting the story will always be important. To how we live any piece of our life. Now, how it shows up, <laughs> whoever knows. Um, very cool. So, if you could sum your journey up to this point in about three words to give you a phrase or three literal words, um, How? what three words would you use to sum up your journey from, you know, supper club to cast iron? communications taken over for the 992000 <laughs>
1: um yeah i i probably i probably said this before but definitely roller coaster ride i don't, I don't know if that's one two words <laughs> roller coaster one word ride right next um, yeah and like anything it's a journey you know mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's about the journey that's so cheesy Maybe we cut that. (laughs) Live, laugh, love.
0: I don't know. I might want to keep that Salt Bay. Original Salt Bay. And if you could drop a pearl of wisdom or mantra for your younger self who wanted to be an Olympian, an astronaut, (laughs) and a chef, which I could argue in some way, shape, or form, you have done all three. I'm going to let you finish (laughs) and then I'm going to tell you why I think
1: you've touched on those three things in some way. <laughs> um yeah, I think just in general, maybe not around those professions per se, but mm-hmm. I'd say it's all going to work out. Like like I wish that you know, not just professionally, but personally too, mm-hmm. you know, we what? stress about ever I stress about everything. <laughs> and I wish I could just tell myself, Dara, we're east coasters. This is how we are wired. <laughs> Yeah. And it will all work out how it's meant to work out because it always does, right? Like you figure it out. And if I knew that I probably would have chilled a bit more and enjoyed the present moment more than stressing about the future.
0: Being present is so difficult, but so essential. I, I'd have to agree with you, you know, you know how sh- habitually stressed out I was, also being like in a creative space and feeling I had to go, 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 hustle, 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 hustle. do this, do that. That at this point, at, at this big age, we ain't gonna say how old because it's nobody's business. At this big age, I look back and I'm like, were you even present for any of it? There are like pockets of it that I remember, and there's so much that I don't remember um sad and it's sad because I wasn't allowing myself to truly enjoy the moment so I just find that worrying about what if what if what if but I think maybe that's the gift of aging right that you if you're paying attention um is that you figure out how to be here
1: yeah
0: um so here's why I think (laughs) in some way Go with me on this tangent, if you will. I'm here. All right, Olympic athlete. Okay, first of all, honey, you're still here. And the way you guys like to run around and be outside and do the things, there is an Olympic event for you somewhere, (laughs) okay? But it's the idea of a marathon runner. The way that you continue to go for it. You're not racing, but you're at a pace and you found your pace. You're doing that right now. Okay. That's you're fair. metaphorically, okay, that's fair. you are a marathon, Olympic level, in my personal opinion, because your girls never lived in Australia. Okay. <laughs> Left a business, found a, maybe I'll need to do what you're doing out here. <laughs> I digress. Do it. <laughs> you're marathon running through life. Astronaut. I think your ability to, bravely go where people dare to go <laughs> and be curious and have wonder the way that you do and your flexibility around it, even though you wouldn't call yourself flexible to me, I think there's a flexibility to what you do and what you've done. Cause I've just watched you over the years and you dare to keep dreaming. You're like, okay, let's go. There's more out there. Astronaut. <laughs> and chef I already told the people Derek can cook. Um, <laughs> One of these days, I'll learn some of the secrets and really like know them. But Dara, you're a chef, and not only in the kitchen, but like just in the life, the beautiful life that you created that's authentic to yourself. And, you know, the ways that you show up in the world, you are a creator. So, you, my friend, have made little Dara
1: very happy. Well, thank you, or and I will say that you are basically in PR with that story you spun (laughs) because that's what we do we find that's what you do there's the story (laughs) so you're hired (laughs) thank you (laughs)
0: oh my gosh Dara I had so much fun thank you so much for joining me I
1: feel like gosh I'm lucky to be your guest but more so lucky lucky to be your friend oh I love you so much yeah. Where can the people
0: find Cast Iron Communications?
1: Yeah, so we do, most of our clients are Midwest-based, but we have clients all over the place. Um, so head to castironcommunications, like the pan.com. dot com. Uh, Castironcommunications.com. That's our website. And you'll see my little face there. And an Your little address. face.
0: Your sweet little face. And on the socials
1: uh i really am terrible at this i i need to get better at this <laughs> but at cast iron communications i think let me check. sorry amazing <laughs> <laughs> it might be cast iron comes. one sec <laughs> my girl is so busy running other people's pr uh, cast yeah at cast iron communications on the gram <laughs> on the
0: gram doing it for the gram
1: we start again thank you so much um
0: and i just need to come to you soon. Life based needs to stop being in. a hater. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much guys. We'll see you next week.